Hi, we're back, and I'm sober. And I'm Sam. And I'm Ryan. I thought you said you were sober. And well, I am that too. And we are the Hollow Queens. Hi. <laughs> and on this episode, we'll be reviewing our. Oh, I don't even remember. I think it's twelve. Twelve or thirteen. Twelve film Antebellum. All right, so this is pro. I mean, this is our most modern, uh, our most uh, recent film. Yep. All um, the other ones are uh, significantly older. I so think far. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. I noticed we had a lot like in the '60s. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get the technical stuffs out of the way. Antebellum is a 2020 film. I believe it was released at the time of filming this podcast it was um released maybe a a handful of weeks ago maybe a month ago yeah i don't know the exact date yeah Yeah. um obviously if you're listening to this or if you are going to listen to this in the future you are aware that 2020 has a um pandemic in the midst of kind of squandering all um plans so yeah. We were not able to see this in theaters. It instead was released straight to streaming services. So we paid a whopping $20 for it. This was the most expensive film. It will be the most expensive film that we watch. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Don't say we never did nothing for you. Uh, the directors are Gerard Bush. Jared Bush. Gerard. Gerard, Gerard. Bush. For sure. Uh, Christopher Renz, and it stars Janelle Monet, Eric Lang, uh, Jenna Malone, and Jack Houston? Huston? Huston. Huston. We also live in Texas where we pronounce Houston, Houston, where I think the rest of the country pronounces it Houston. Um, yeah. So. We pronounce it the right way. Pronounce it the correct way. Um, what'd you think about this movie? Um, I think that there's a lot of stuff <laughs> happening in this movie. We literally finished this movie and we were like, okay, we need to try and not be stupid idiots about <laughs> our review on this. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, uh, you probably, if you're listening, listening to this, you probably already know what the movie's about, which is, uh, slavery. Yeah. Well, and I think... I, you know what? Okay, fair statement on this one, too, since it is so recent. If you haven't seen it and you are planning on seeing it, this is just going to be riddled with spoilers. I know we said that in the introduction, and I know it seems fairly um, obvious that in a review we would be talking about <clears throat> potential spoilers. But because this came out weeks, maybe a month ago, um, I'll go ahead and reiterate that, like, we're going to be talking about this film. And if you haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet and you want to, you might not want to listen to this podcast before you see it. So, fair warning. Yeah. Also, uh, housekeeping that I think we need to clean up on. Um, I think I ignorantly said that this is a Jordan Peele film. Uh, in one of the podcasts <laughs> previous, um, we couldn't figure out why I kept thinking that. Um, it's the same producers yeah. from Get Out. So that's the only connection. Yeah, that was. I guess 
I had maybe heard that somewhere along the line and my mind just made the jump. So um, it is not a Jordan Peele film. Um, it would be interesting to see Jordan Peele do a, a film like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this film was... Uh, it's it's a racial horror film, um, mm-hmm. which I guess, you know, honestly, that's another reason why I linked it to Jordan Peele. Because prior to this, Jordan Peele has kind of had the capital on... It's the front runner. Yeah, yeah on um, racially motivated horror films. Yeah. Um, which I'm glad to see more people are tackling it. Because I do think it is a very... It's an interesting genre in the horror... Um, mm-hmm. Horror over our umbrella of horror yeah um but yeah we we finished this film and i think both of us were like this is a really good movie also we it it like had had a much deeper meaning than anything that we had watched prior to um this on our movie marathon list for sure yeah um yeah, so, I mean, like, at the end of the movie, I mean, I, like, I think the ending was really satisfying, mm-hmm. but I, like, afterwards, I just wanted to, like, read reviews and just see, like, what, like, other people thought about it, mm-hmm. and it's it's a controversial movie. Yeah, which makes sense, because I think anything with a deeper meaning like this, especially if it's um, on issues of race and, um... Especially in the time that we're in right now, you know, I, yeah. I don't obviously they couldn't anticipate that the Black Lives Matter movement would be rallying and that we would be having a rec- reckoning with racial um, tensions in the United States when they were filming this, presumably years, a year, maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a time for this to be released. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic that is you know, disproportionately affecting people of color and black people. And then also, um, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement kind of making us all reevaluate. Yeah. You know, how how we approach issues of race Mm -hmm. and this film, (laughs) you know, so what what Sam is suggesting with it being controversial is that there are people who did not feel that this film took on the appropriate role that it needed to when it comes to issues of race. Yeah, like, when you say, like, it has a, a deeper meaning, I think part of the controversy is that some believe that it it doesn't have as deep a meaning as it should or could, and I think that's kind of, like, a, a part of the controversy. Yeah, and when I was saying a deeper meaning earlier, I was specifically meaning just like in the in the genre of horror it is it's a movie that has a deeper meaning which not to say that horror films can't but there are a lot of films on our list that it's just about gore and guts and scares yeah yeah um and they might they might have commentary on societal issues but uh I, i think more unintentionally than intentionally yeah you about to sneeze. <laughs> I was trying to, but it's not going to happen. Did you want to, like, uh, do a, a quick summary? Yeah, I can do a quick summary. Um, and I think it's probably... Um, well, you know, again, I'm assuming that you've probably seen it if you are listening to this. But we can do a quick summary because uh, the previews made it kind of ambiguous on how the story was going to unfold. But... Um, mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's a little bit different than I thought. I think what we initially anticipated when we rented the film. So I'll go ahead and do a quick elevator pitch. Um, that we won't time ourselves because I'm not I'm not constricted by the bounds of time. Um, Never. It's, time is only an opinion. <laughs> yeah, it stars Janelle Monae and she's you know front and center pretty much the entire duration of the film. She plays Veronica, also known as Eden. Uh Um, and we start the film by seeing her enslaved to, um, white individuals who it's presenting very much to be the Confederacy and, um, forgive me, I've never been good in history, so I don't know specifically the dates, but like pre-Civil War. Yes. Pre-Civil War era where slavery is alive and well. Um, and then, you know, slowly but surely as the, the beginning of the film is playing out, you're kind of realizing like... This doesn't feel fully, um, it, you know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's like little little uh, lines or little things that things, happen yeah. that kind of make you say like, would that would they have said that yeah. in those days? Like, um, like one of the one of the enslaved black men calls uh, one of the Confederate soldiers who's abusing him cracker. And I remember turning to Sam and I was like, was that a slur back then? I don't think that was a slur back then. They also said, like, fuck pretty regularly. Mm. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. And then I think the tell-all was when they were picking cotton and burning it, um, which Mm -hmm. would not have happened in pre-Civil War Confederacy. Mm. They would have been harvesting cotton to export that. Yeah. And then one of the the first scenes was the... the, um, one of the black women was running away from one mm. of the overseers and she had a, a septum piercing and we were both like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a septum piercing? Yeah. And so, um, about 45 minutes, maybe 30 minutes into the film, we get this kind of flashback sequence where we learn what's actually happening in the film. Mm-hmm. And Veronica, uh, Janelle Monáe's character wakes back up in modern time she is a theorist, uh, particularly in, in racial inequities. Sociologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so she speaks at conferences and talks about, um, you know, different power dynamics uh, within different fields and about how there is still racial inequity in the United States and how um, black individuals can, um, you know... Take the power take back. Take power back, yeah. And... Um, <clears throat> We see kind of this peripheral white character, uh, Jenna Malone's character, Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, getting in touch with Janelle Monet, and it's very uncomfortable. There's a lot of microaggressions. I think you said you were like, that's just latent with... Oh, there's Skype call. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like her, like, being, like, really fucking rude and Demeaning. racist to her. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Janelle Monáe's character goes out with her friends after the conference that she presents at, and then her friend's like, I'm so, we're so bummed that you can't go out with us, but Janelle Monáe's like a mom and a wife, and she's gotta be up and and be on the plane tomorrow at like 6am, you know, she's doing it all, and, um, her friend is like, okay, well I ordered you an Uber, and then Janelle Monáe gets in a car that turns out to not be her Uber, and it turns out that that white, uh, Elizabeth, uh, Janelle Malone's character, um, they're kidnapping Janelle Monet and they take her to a plantation style, um, historical landmark. 
Well, you don't know that until... The well, yeah, end. you find that later. But so, so Janelle Monáe basically wakes up. Or then we're, we're catapulted back into present. And we're realizing, like, oh, she was kidnapped. And this is in modern time. It's just crazy fucking white people who want to live a racist fantasy and go back to the Confederate, essentially. Yeah, at the, at the end of the movie, they reveal that it's like a Civil War reenactment, um, like, camp or yeah, something. Yeah, like- historical site yeah yeah yeah. and then uh, i guess these people are just like surreptitiously uh enslaving black people so they can feel their uh antebellum fantasy yeah it's very like west world-esque which is kind of what you were yeah yeah when we were watching it where it's it's trying to give these white people this disgusting fantasy that they want Mm -hmm. um you do get a very victorious and satisfying ending, which I think is maybe what the film is relying on in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. You get Janelle Monet basically just, like, cracking heads and fucking bashing racists' uh, faces in. You know, like, she's, yeah. she's, she's killing these yeah. racists left and right. Yeah, the movie ends with her, like, uh, killing the General Monet character... Um, oh, she kills one of the overseers. Eric Lang, yeah. Yeah, and then she, like, rides away on a horse, like, with an axe, uh, with, with, like, a pickaxe in her hand, and she's just, like, triumphantly, like, screaming, screaming yeah. and, and running away on the horse, and then she bursts out um, uh, across this fence, and she's, like, in, like, a modern-day parking lot, and, like, people, like, see her and are taking pictures on their yeah. iPhones and stuff. Um, so, Yeah. Yeah, um, that was that would be like one I, one thing that I I did really like think this movie did a good job was playing with like the pathos of that like mm-hmm. it's really just like a a build up of like just how like like uh, diabolically shitty these people are and mm-hmm. then at the end like Janelle Monet who you're rooting for like the whole time and also like it's Janelle Monet like she just kills them all <laughs> yeah yeah literally and like in in um in a very vengeful like yeah you know, like you get your sweet desserts kind of a thing where mm-hmm. she they have this god-awful uh shed that they when they murder these black individuals um they take their bodies and burn them and janelle monet burns like three of these white oh, yeah. fuckers alive yeah and it's yeah, I think before I like sing the accolades of this movie, it, I think it is very it's easy to get tied up in in the the like you were saying the pathos of the character and being mm-hmm. like fuck yeah, she's got agency now. She's like cracking heads, she is like showing them what's what and she's mm-hmm. righting the wrongs. Um but it's easy to get swept up in that and not remember that like you know how how much of this film was necessary i think in some ways yeah so for like uh like a lot of the reviews that i read um like this is kind of like where the controversy is in the movie is that like i guess it's it's really hard to get a slave movie right because um and like this is like kind of a call i should should i like source these reviews like no i mean yeah you but yeah well i mean like basically like it, it there's just so so much with 
like the subject of slavery there's just like basically the mistake that a lot of movies make and they they like would name they name drop um uh 12 years a slave um uh uh i'm trying to remember the others um i think there's one called kindred um, oh yeah, yeah yeah you said kindred yeah um there's a couple others that i that aren't coming to mind right now but um basically like they they all just kind of fall short because they try to kind of like encompass everything that slavery was in like one movie and um i think uh what was that um what's his name not clint eastwood um quentin tarantino Mm. he had the django and jane yeah yeah that was another one that like it it was just like i guess like it, it basically like i i just like i to be honest i feel like i'm not like well, okay, so to be fair, so uh, what you, I mean, I think what you're getting at is a lot of what these critiques are saying is that, like, slavery is a very big topic that yeah. compounds the trauma of the black experience in slavery without... Or it glosses over it, or yeah. it leaves stuff out, or yeah. um, it does what this movie does, where there's just a lot of, like, um, sort, sort of, like, common commonalities, like, uh, that just, like... Like, one review was saying, like, not all uh, stories regarding slavery, like, have to be about, um, you know, like, uh, people, uh, like, the, the, the common trope, I don't know, I feel like I'm, I'm just like... You're doing fine, I don't know why you're <laughs> tripping over your own words. No, so, but that, but then also I know that you were talking about how, like, that c- compounded with the issue of like murder porn that is um ha- that, that you know that, that's a common critique just in in social media as well as yeah. just like we don't need to see black people getting killed to yeah. garner sympathy for the issue you know yeah that's what one review was saying that like was all the brutality showing all this brutality like worth the message of the like you don't yeah. need to show all these all this trauma happening to black people to get the message across. And some people feel like, um, the, the message of this movie was basically just like slavery is bad, which everyone knows that. Yeah. So like, do you really need to torture, show all these torture bodies being tortured? Yeah. Yeah. To, to make that point. Which, you know, and I'll buck that a little bit. Not that, again, and I, the, I something that we didn't say or preface is that these are, we are both white individuals. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, <laughs> if you haven't <laughs> discerned that yet. Um, and nobody's asking for my opinion. And it certainly holds very little space in the ethos of like what it is to be, um, you know, you know, the issues of black individuals, um, I I do I did I did watch this film and I do not think necessarily that it is a slave film. I think that this is more of a, uh, I would consider it to be more of like a white supremacist film because it's not actually depicting slavery. These people are lunatics who are wanting to go back into the past, into the Confederacy, and they're wanting to relive what they believe to be the. Uh, period of time that is most appropriate for how 
the different races should be interacting. And um, I think that this, to me, was more of a telltale that was, like, like, the between the lines moment was more of, like, you know, black individuals and minorities, uh, but specifically with this film, black individuals feel that they've, you know, might feel that they have gained some um, rights and uh, a foothold in society and that there's still a long way to go for sure, but mm-hmm. that they have come a good chunk of way. Uh, but the, the message of this film is to be like, but be careful because there is always somebody behind you who's wanting to rip that from underneath you. Like these white, I mean, Nazis and nationalists and, um, you know, white supremacists who there, there are people who still think that that's how that should be. And it's gross. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, you know, yeah, I like did get that message that like, you know, the ramifications of slavery are still very present to this day Mm -hmm. in, in 2020. And it's still, there's still people who would, you know, if slavery happened again, they would, you know, they'd be like, okay, sure, yeah, you know, yeah. and I I got that message of the movie. Um, but that's also, yeah, that's where I think where the film falls short, and I agree with you on that, because it's like, black people don't need to be reminded of that. Black people yeah. know that. Yeah. You know, like, that's a thing that I would imagine every black individual in the United States, and probably in other countries as well, are looking at this movie going okay but we are very well aware of this yeah and if this was a film intended for white audiences to be like well there are still people out there who think that there's millions of better ways to do that you know Mm -hmm. like in that in that sense yes i i totally understand what these critiques are saying where it's like okay but who is this film for and what purpose does it serve yeah. And were the means justified because it kind of doesn't feel that way. No. I mean, like, whether it was for white people or black people, like, there's things in this film that's like, well, then, like, why is this in here? Yeah. More specifically, like, the, the brutalization yeah. of the characters. But, you know, the other half of that coin was this was a beautiful film. And I told Sam, I mean, like, not, not, uh, story wise, the story wise was, a story wise is very disheartening and sad to watch until mm-hmm. you kind of get that caught up in that just desserts ending but visually this film was stunning like mm-hmm. there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of very Great beautiful scenes. pieces um yeah. but again it feels a little surface value to talk about this film just from a visual perspective because mm-hmm. the the content the is so much matter. deeper yeah. yeah yeah like i i you know as much as i like love janelle monet and like I, you know, she's she can act, she can sing, she's got a music career, she can do everything. Like, uh, and a, a, a reviewer kind of said this too. They were like, you know, Janelle Monae has been in a lot of notable black movies. You know, she Moonlight, uh, Hidden Figures, um, but like they were saying, like this because her character was just so. Um, sort of one-dimensional and her character was sort of I think they used the words like like when she was um, giving her conference and she was talking about like black female empowerment like it was all just a bunch of like like surface platitudes that you know like that are overused and overdone yeah and um, and because they 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 were saying like because the director and the script just like didn't give her enough to work with like 
she was a little flat in this movie. Yeah. And I and I can see what they're getting at for sure. Yeah, when she was pre- uh, pre- presenting at that conference, it did feel more buzzwordy than like substantive for yeah. sure. Yeah. And then another issue was that like in the movie, her character is a like a wealthy upper class. Like she's successful. She lives in a nice place. She's got a husband and a kid. And, you know, it's like that's not everybody's situation also. So it's like, well, can you only like escape, um, you know, the metaphorical and like literal like uh, slavery uh, grasp of white supremacy? Yes. Only if you have like a, a economic upper hand because not everybody has those advantages. Yeah. And we we don't get to see like anybody really anybody's anybody else's story in this movie we kind of see the the one girl that got pregnant and And the doctor yeah yeah Yeah. um but we you know it it was just like one we followed her story and it it just was it it was a little surfacey yeah and i think it's important if you're um you know if you're listening to this and you're you're white um to listen to and what Sam was saying about these critiques from people of color and black individuals who are saying like, Hey, this film's good, but also like, there's a lot of shortcomings. It's like, you know, important to kind of fall in line and, and hear that and not, I, I mean, I have opinions about this film and I've said them only because we have a review podcast, you know, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't by no means defend this film if somebody had huge issues mm-hmm. with it. And um, I think that those they're valid points and valid issues. And yeah, um, that's what was so interesting and fun or not fun, but it was interesting to me about watching this film on this marathon um, that we, um, you know, tackled something that had a lot more contextual meaning and and was a lot deeper than you know yeah it would be really hard to do this podcast without like talking about these sort of things and as like like white people i feel like you know i i know i like was thinking like should we just not even do this podcast but also it's like well partially i think that because it's like like my white opinion how much weight is it going to hold about this like movie about slavery? Yeah. And also you know, on top of just being like a regular person who just like watches movies. Um, but then also it's like, but like not discussing it um, because of fear of sounding like an idiot or ignorant or racist is also like perpetuating white privilege. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, you know, it, it's just, so I, I'm, like, glad that this is included, and especially, like, now with everything happening and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll wrap it up because, you know, again, it, it does. It feels like it's doing a disservice to talk about, like, and these were the horror elements, you know, like, because mm. that's really not what this movie was about, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um what would you rate it and who would you recommend it to? Or should we even do that with this? <laughs> is is that even important for this one? Um maybe maybe not. I I would say that I don't I I feel like every movie has been hard to rate for me personally, but That's like fair. I would say that I wouldn't push this movie to be watched by anybody particularly. I think even if you're a Janelle Monet fan, 
I think there's way better. Also, like listen to her music. Like, yeah, I think there's way better uh, avenues to uh, celebrate Janelle Monae um, and even Jenna Malone. I mean, okay, I will say that Jenna Malone was really good at playing this evil, terrible, insidious woman. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene of her riding on the horse at the at the end was yeah was frightening. Yeah, she was a terrifying woman. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, what was I we don't have to rate and and who would we recommend oh. this to? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I think we can tie it. Up. I will say, you know, in in like the in thinking about everything that we have said about this film, and thinking about this up and coming genre of racial horror, or horror that deals with racial tensions, um, I see why like Get Out was maybe more well-received. Um, and I'm sure mm. that there were still, you know, a lot of issues with that film as well from people from different perspectives. Right. But there were, you know, the, a lot of the issues with this film uh, seemed to be, you know, the depiction of black bodies being brutalized and that didn't necessarily happen, but you still contextually understood that there was slave elements to get out. We just mm-hmm. didn't see black people literally being broken yeah um and slashed and beaten and and burned yeah and, and well and i was just gonna say and we and we understood the the depth and gravity of that situation you know yeah and it made me like think of like the king kong movie too it's like i just like i'm not interested in seeing that yeah like i'm i don't want to see even like the scenes in this movie like at the beginning of the movie where i think it's the worst mm-hmm. like they, that's where they have the most graphic well more like more so graphic stuff then um no i guess it's like there's some graphic scenes a- anyway it doesn't matter uh like there's some really like brutal scenes at the beginning and i was just like do i even want to watch is this gonna be the whole fucking movie because yeah. like i like again it makes me i just don't want to watch it like yeah. i'm not interested like that's not i don't i don't know like it's it just makes me like it just makes me feel ugly inside yeah well, we'll wrap her up. It's not the right kind of, like, spooky feelings. Yeah. We can definitely wrap this one up. Um, we hope you enjoyed... Um, oh, I guess I'll do that in the outro. Hold on. Well, this wraps up our discussion of Antebellum yeah. 2020 film featuring uh, starring Janelle Monae um yeah and uh, I just want to say you know like this is just our two cents yeah about it we don't study theory we just watch movies because it's October like that's all we're doing but yeah. you know if um we're definitely open to being educated if there was anything in there that was just like wildly inappropriate or horrible yeah yeah you know and um but yeah so that's that's that yeah and again uh we're two white people who um you know our 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 opinions have very little weight in this situation yeah definitely if you're looking for a, a review on this movie like don't don't like i like don't (laughs) <laughs> don't strictly yeah don't strictly come to us and don't also yeah rely on white people to to tell you what <laughs> is and outs of this movie yeah, yeah you should you should definitely you know look to voices of color and black black voices who are having discussions about this film they, they're going to mm. be much more educational and much more 
uh, insightful and you should definitely listen to them over anything we say for sure yeah um but yeah uh join us for the next episode where we'll be discussing witches of eastwick um that that's that's either our 13th or 14th film i promise (laughs) i will count on the next uh podcast but until then stay spooky i guess and bye bye y'all